The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The Summit Lighthouse brings you practical spiritual answers and is the open door to sacred mysteries. These teachings, delivered by Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet, are compelling, thought-provoking, and timeless. Here are your hosts, Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. And hello, mystics, seekers, everyone with the desire to come up higher. Welcome to The Open Door. This is the online voice of the Summit Lighthouse, where we publish and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters and where we invite you to awaken to the light within. I'm Tom Schumacher. And I'm Terry Kennedy. And I'm Sid Bennett. Hello. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Uh, I said every time is good afternoon, except if you're in Hawaii. Yeah, um, that's right. Well, today we are going to continue our series on becoming an Ascended Master. And that's right. You are an Ascended Master in becoming, in the making. And as you advance on this path, you take on certain qualities of consciousness and behavior. Now, we stress all the time that the Ascended Master's teachings are always practical. And to demonstrate this, we have chosen to show the close association of the Ascended Master's teachings with the seven habits of highly effective people as expressed and formulated by Stephen Covey in his now well-known book by the same name published in 1989. Now, in part one of this series, we focused on effective habit number one, which is to be proactive. In other words, don't wait, initiate. And effective people don't wait for things to happen. They make things happen. Now, today in part two of our series, we'll be focusing on habit number two, begin with the end in mind. Now, if we go back to our four essential questions, who am I, why am I here, where am I going, and how do I get there, this habit falls squarely into the where am I going category. So today we'll talk about where we're going and how important it is to always carry this specific focus within us. For us, Beginning with the end in mind means what? The ascension. It means the ascension. And, you know, the, for a brand new seeker or, or somebody who is just uh, coming onto this path and learning about these things, it's, that's kind of a, a big, uh, I don't know, that, that's something that seems a little far off right now. I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, it took me a while to really get the full impact of what the ascension was all about. And so what, uh, what I would say is just take the next best step, you know. Well, you know, the masters teach us that the, the ascension is the goal of life. Mm-hmm. So, you know, wherever you come into this understanding on the path, you get the same goal. You know that you have someplace you're pointing to. This is where you want to go. And we say many times, you, if you aim at nothing, you hit it every time. Right. So we want to have a goal in mind, and why not have the loftiest goal possible? Well, it's not just a goal, because it's the only way you can achieve eternal life. The soul is not eternal until it becomes one with the I am presence through the ascension. And I think that's why the ascension is so important. Because some people think, oh, you know, planet Earth's okay. I don't mind staying here another <laughs> few <right>. hundred thousand years. <laughs> um, I don't have that perspective. Um, but, you know, some people might have that. And so we have to realize this is the purpose of life is to return to God. And you might say, well, how come I have to return to God if God created me? 
Well, God gave us that little thing called free will. Free will. And because of free will, we left our first estate because we wanted to experience life in the physical plane, which is not necessarily a bad thing, except for most of us, we got derailed. We got karma, and now we have to walk that path back upward that we got went down so easily. But it's a goal that can be achieved. And I think that is a great way to look at this, too, because if we do begin with the end in mind, we don't have a halfway point for where, where, where that end should occur. We have the end. And as you said, this is the immortality of the soul that we're hoping to eternalize. Right. And, and it's, it's, you have to understand what the path of the ascension is. It's not perfecting the human. And yes, seven habits are extremely important in how you live your life. But we're never going to perfect the human. So we might as well give it up. What we're doing is we're surrendering the human. And this takes time. And we're asking it to be replaced by the Christ, our Christ consciousness, while still maintaining our identity. Yeah. And this is the, the, Jesus talked about the bride of Christ and the bridegroom and so forth. And so this is our path that we walk. And there are specific instructions and teachings and understanding how to do this. But as we suggest, you have to have that as a goal. Because if you don't have it as a goal, you're going to get distracted and dissuaded and taken here and there. Right. And as you just intimated, we're talking about achieving the goal. And in terms of achieving that goal, there are certain principles that are in play, certain consciousness that has to be part of this process, that we, as achievers, we are constantly transcending ourselves. That's what the path of initiation is about, right? And you have to know that it's possible. What man has done, man can do. There are more ascended masters in heaven than there are people on earth. So a lot of people have made their ascension. It's a little more challenging now because of the equation on planet Earth, but there's also greater opportunity now than there has been for thousands and thousands of years. Maybe we can talk about that later. Well, I'm sure we will, you know, and I think that as you set about this goal or achieving the goal, you do acquire values, or if you if you already have them, you accentuate them. But, you know, being, being good, being honest, um, being... Um, uh, an adherent to the golden rule. I mean, do unto others as they you have them do unto you. Love God above all else. I mean, there are things that you you come to understand that are very simple. They're very practical. They're not complicated. They're not something that you have to strive for endless hours of study to get to. They're kind of right there in your face. And you practice yeah. them. And you just simply practice them. You practice right. them. And of course, for those of us that have karma, which is every person on this planet, basically, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, you got to balance that karma. It's required to make your ascension. But there are ways to do that in an accelerated way. There's an equation available today on planet Earth that is the greatest opportunity to balance our karma and make our ascension that has been available for tens of thousands of years. Yeah. But the key is we have to take advantage of it. Take advantage of it. We have to know what it is. You know, uh, there's something really fun kind of happened with our conversation some years ago. When you started to talk about what it's like to be an ascended master and what it was like to be in that ascended state, it's like a whole new beginning. I remember you saying this. It's like a whole new fresh start. You can basically follow any thread you want to you know, follow through whatever your soul wants to know or learn. And I'm thinking, what great way to characterize how we truly can expand our consciousness to actually imagine ourselves being an ascended master by seeing ourselves there. Yeah. That when this new start occurs, this new beginning happens, we can visualize participating in it. And, and you know, you, we have to consider ourselves worthy. God in me is uh -huh. worthy to ascend. The human consciousness is not worthy. I mean, I wouldn't want to have all my human faults for eternity. <laughs> I mean, come on. Um, but we are worthy to ascend. And of course, you know, the Catholic Church teaches only one can ascend, and that's Jesus. So they had to figure out something different from Mother Mary. So she didn't ascend, but she was assumed into heaven. <laughs> so, right. you know, then you get caught up in all these, what is, you know, but 
what do words mean? Every one of us is intended to make our ascension in the same way Jesus did. He came as the example and to set the example of how we do it and where we go and what we do, and not to be the exception to the rule, but to be the example. Now, and there's one wonderful goal. Visualize yourself as the Christ. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> okay, if I visualize myself as the Christ, Tom, what happens when I, you know, make a big mistake? What do I do then? You forgive yourself. <laughs> yeah, you do. You really, you have to. I well, mean, and and like you said, all of this, uh, this human stuff just can't go into heaven. And so you call upon your Holy Christ self and you say, you know, I, I call upon the law of forgiveness and help me, you know, uh, redo that test, to so to speak. balance the karma and to pass the, the test. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, as we know with forgiveness, that's only half of it. The second part is balancing the karma. Well, the reason I brought the Christ into this conversation right now is that we, as you, all of you listening well know, we talk about the threefold flame in the heart. We talk about the chart of the presence. We talk about all these um, ad- attitudes of divinity that are part of us. And in the, the chart of the presence, we have the ascended us surrounded by the causal body. We have the Christ. The I am in, presence. The I am presence. We have the, the Christ self in the middle of this with the mediator between ourselves. Then we have ourselves, again, becoming Christ and surrounded by violet flame as we're as rapidly as possible transmutating our karma. So what I'm what I'm saying here is that as you visualize where you're going, you can visualize this whole process in the figure eight flow. And it's not, you know, it again, it, we are humble before God. You know, oh my God, thou the all, I the nothing. The human's the nothing. But we have a, a personality in God. Like the ascended masters are very different. We don't lose our identity. What it becomes is our real identity. Because remember, every one of us is unique in this universe. Just think of that. God created us that way. And so when we set this goal of our ascension, first of all, we have to understand we can make it, that others, we can do it. We have the tools if we can use it, that we're worthy to make it, that it's not the human that's going to make it. And so we have to be humble before God as any person on this planet. But humility does not mean passive, as we've talked about that. And this is where the seven habits come in about initiating and so forth. So you realize that these seven habits do come together in formulating a path, a plan for the ascension. You are worthy to ascend. And whatever the condemnation the world has put upon you, throw it off. It's not real. You're not a worthless sinner. Yes, you've made mistakes like all of us have made mistakes. We have quote unquote sinned if you want to put it that way. But it's not who we are really. We can balance that karma. You know, we're made in the image of God. We're not worthless. How can you say God is worthless? It's impossible. And so that melding or that oneness with our Holy Christ self that leads to our ascension is the path we are meant to walk. We take accountability for our mistakes. We fix them. We balance the karma. We're, we're, you know, we're full of love and our service into each other. We have this goal. I mean, there's a lot of things going on at the same time, and they can all work together. As the Bible says, all things work together for good yeah. to those that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. And his purpose is the ascension for each one of us. Indeed. And, you know, uh, we're all used to setting goals. I mean, when you think about when you're young, your goal uh, in, in school is to make it through the 12th grade and to get your your high school diploma. Mm-hmm. And then your next goal is to go to college, maybe, if that's your path, mm-hmm. and to get a bachelor's or a master's or a doctorate. And so you set these goals. And then, um, you know, a young lady that wants to get married, she puts up a treasure map, a picture of a bride on her refrigerator and, and visualizes herself with the perfect husband. And so we're all used to making these goals. Now, this one has to do, this is a spiritual goal. So, you know, we can, we can do this thing. You, you, know? you know, Terry, I think you're absolutely right when you talk about goals. What happens is 
And, and none of the goals you mentioned are bad. They're all good. Right. But we have to do, seek ye first the kingdom of God. So the priority, the purpose of life is to find God. Mm-hmm. And when you find God, you find the path of your ascension. So don't get distracted. People say, well, after I get established and have a family and you know get my ec- economic base there, then I'll start my spiritual life. Never happens. <laughs> Never happens. <laughs> well, we That's put right. it off. We put it off. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. doesn't mean all those things won't be part of your lives, but, you know, but part of your life, but you've got to put priorities first. Yeah. Find the right goals. You know, your goal is not right. to be a millionaire. I mean, it may be convenient, and it's a way of measuring success, but, you know, millionaires don't get into heaven ahead of other people. In fact, as we know, it's harder for a rich man, et cetera, et cetera. So set your goal to the spiritual path. Know you can make it. Know you can do it. And make sure you find out how you do it and what you can expect. And do your best to visualize it because visualization has great power. It adds to the power of the words that we use. Yeah, and don't let the bully on the playground tell you that you're you're worthless. I mean, we can all relate to a bully on the playground, for God's sake. You know, where did that little critter come from? Very insecure, probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I mean, that's the way the fallen ones do. They, they work early. So. You know, um, I want to say at this point, because we're coming up on break already, that today we're going to be playing additional excerpts from the lecture that Elizabeth Clare Prophet delivered on these seven habits of highly effective people. And um, today, you know, one of the first things she'll be talking about is a very simple concept. If you want to get someplace, it's good to have a good map. Yeah. You, know, you want to know how to get there in the best roads and the quickest way and the shortest distance. A map is pretty essential. So she'll be talking about that and also talking about the importance of having values and integrity. That as we're looking ahead to a goal and fulfillment of that goal, that along the way, we don't forget that we're becoming this ascended master, this this immortal being. And we, we the ends don't justify the means, in other words. So it's good to kind of be on that track and see that visualization and recognize that it's, it's like a magnet. And the more power you give it, the more it can bring you closer to it, to itself. And the map is a real helpful thing. And you were talking about the treasure map. Yes. This is one aspect of that. But yeah. anyway, let's take a break right now. When we come back, we'll kind of set it up for these lecture excerpts from Mrs. Prophet on the seven highly effective people's habits. Please stay with us. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face. And their teachings are always practical. By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. On The Open Door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. 
Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. You know, if you aim at nothing, you'll hit it every time. You're probably getting tired of hearing me say that. (laughs) Um, Welcome back, everybody. Today, we're talking about the seven habits of highly effective people as seen through the lens of the Ascended Master's teachings. And today, we're talking about habit number two. Remind me what that is. Well, that <laughs> is begin with the end in mind. Indeed. Yeah. And if you want to, uh, you know, if you know where you're going, it's also good to know how to get there. And uh, I was minded of this, and you'll hear this in the lecture commentary coming up in a few moments. This is about your establishing your personal mission statement. Yeah. It's your own personal marching orders. Well, let me just, in a, in a sentence or two, uh, explain mine. I, I realize that I'm, a, I'm a, a singer, a songwriter, a poet, a composer, one thing or another, and I have the skills, the, uh, the, physical, nice guy too. <laughs> the physical skills to be able to put all that together. Mm-hmm. And so I see that as a kind of a, a major umbrella for my live stream. Mm-hmm. And so that, that's kind of a mission statement for me. And I'm always, I'm always aiming at completing whatever it is I'm supposed to do with that. In other words, how do you use those gifts God has given you That's towards right. your goal, which is the ascension, not only for yourself, but for other people through well, your music? Yeah, and, and I remember uh, earlier on in my career, I tried writing music, uh, and, it, and it just didn't have any, it, it didn't make any sense. And, and it wasn't until I found a spiritual path that I began to have material that I could really reach into my soul and write about. Oh. How about you, Sid? Well, singing is definitely not part of my uh, personal mission statement. Well, let me hear. No, <laughs> hey, no I think, you know, I, I think it's, it's, you know, when I realized that the path of the ascension was the goal for everyone, you know, and that takes an, an adjustment, mm-hmm. you know, to do that. And so I thought to myself, what do I need to do to get there? And, and one of the things I did was I wrote a letter to God. And actually to the, what we call the, the person that oversees the Ascension Flame, which is Serapis Bay. And his retreat uh, over Luxor, Egypt, is where the actual Ascension Flame is, is housed and where we can take our Ascension after we pass from the screen of life. And you write a letter and you say, I would like to be a candidate for the Ascension in this life. And when you do that, what happens is the Ascended Masters then have permission to bring circumstances, people, and situations into your world that you need to deal mm-hmm. with before you're going to make your ascension that you may or may not have ended up dealing with in this life otherwise. So it's kind of an acceleration on the path. And when you do that, 
you know, we talked about the tools that you have to use to get there, which is the visualization, the violet flame, and so forth. So that was how I kind of formulated my mission statement. And part of that was a promise I made myself, which I've shared before. But, you know, this was my goal. If I don't make it in this life, and I had no guarantee I would, it won't be because I didn't try. Yeah. So that's been the the light that's kept me going. Well, that's a great invitation letter to write. I mean, Serapis Bay is one of the ascended masters. He is the hierarch of the flame of the ascension. Right. And uh, S-E-R-A-P-I-S-B-E-Y, Serapis Bay, write him a letter. If yeah, you want, and if you can learn about him if you go on, in, what is it, encyclopedia.org? Um, well, it's tsl.org slash encyclopedia. I think you can probably get there. Yeah, yeah. Type it in. It's, it's great reading. Yeah. Go to the website. Well, we should probably get to this lecture excerpt. Okay. We're getting I'm excited to hear it. Yeah. So without any further ado, here's Elizabeth Clare Prophet talking about beginning with the end in mind. I'm going to give you now a summary of the seven habits of highly effective people with some comments. Stephen R. Covey is chairman of the Covey Leadership Center and the Nonprofit Institute for Principle-Centered Leadership. Principle-Centered Leadership. His firm teaches personal and organizational leadership development worldwide. All of us can benefit from a little more knowledge about leadership. Of course, the first person we have to lead is ourself. How do we lead ourselves? And so these are the seven habits that he has formulated. Habit two, begin with the end in mind. If you're going on a trip and you have a map in front of you, you look at where you are, you look at where you're going, and you look at the shortest distance or the best way of getting there, the best roads. You simply don't start out without a goal. That is how every day of your life and your entire life must be. Before you begin, have the end in mind. Habit two involves principles of personal leadership. To begin with the end in mind is to use the image or paradigm of how you want to be remembered at the end of your life as the frame of reference by which everything else is examined. What will I have accomplished Will I be remembered at all? Will I have fulfilled my reason for being? The word paradigm comes from the Greek. In a general sense, it's the way we see our world. It's our frame of reference, our point of view, our way of perceiving, understanding, or interpreting. By keeping in mind what really matters most to you, you focus your awareness on where you are going you better understand where you are now and you take steps in the right direction. According to Covey, all things are created twice. Habit two is the first creation, the mental blueprint. The mental blueprint. Conscious creation requires imagination. You can't create a thing if you can't see it imagination, and conscience. Conscience tells you whether what you are creating is right or wrong, whether it will better yourself and society, whether it will bring good to people. Imagination and conscience are the handmaids of conscious creation. 
Covey says that the second creation, what brings the blueprint into the physical dimension, is habit three. Habit three, begin with the end in mind. The key to beginning with the end in mind is to develop a personal mission statement. A personal mission statement. It's like forming your most definite major purpose under the Napoleon Hill framework. Covey puts it this way, your mission statement becomes your constitution, the solid expression of your vision and values. It becomes the criterion by which you measure everything else in your life. Everything else in your life is measured by your mission as stated in your constitution. Writing or reviewing a mission statement changes you because it forces you to think through your priorities deeply, carefully, and to align your behavior with your beliefs. You have a sense of mission about what you're trying to do, and you are excited about it. Covey tells the story of Viktor Frankl, a Jewish psychiatrist who survived the death camps of Nazi Germany. Frankl accepted his freedom to choose his response to his circumstances. He continually projected himself into a brighter future. He began with the end in mind. He visualized himself lecturing to his students after his release from the prison camp, sharing with them the lessons he was learning during his torture. He helped many fellow prisoners to find meaning in their suffering and dignity in their death camp existence. Frankl said that we detect rather than invent our missions in life. We detect. It's all there inside of us. It's a tightly wound coil. We have to find it out. We have to detect it. We have to find out what it is. Then we have to bring it forth. Just like the little child in the Montessori classroom, the little child who discovers who he is inside by what is in his environment, but by that very special exercise that makes him understand something more of himself. This is why every single exercise in the Montessori classroom affects the child in a way that that child knows himself better for the exercise. This is why the child loves the exercise and does it over and over and over again through the cycles of bringing into form the cycles of creation until he has become the exercise. He has realized its object. He is it. He goes on to the next one to discover in wonder another part of himself. He is putting the parts of his house together and his soul through that can magnify the Lord. As the soul is intact, the soul is being made whole by this contact with these magnificent and scientifically designed exercises and equipment that Maria Montessori has given us for the classroom. Frankel said, Everyone has his own specific vocation or mission in life. The child knows this when he was born. If we have not found it, we must go within and do so. 
Franco said therein he cannot be replaced, nor can his life be repeated. Thus everyone's task is as unique as his specific opportunity to implement it. I fully believe that every one of you and everyone on earth has a very unique calling. When you find it and you are in it, every once in a while when you take a breath from the all-consuming joy of your labor and your mission, you look around and you see that there really is no one else who can do your job, no one else quite like you, no one else who is so needed in a particular job, in a particular calling, in a particular place with particular people, all ordained by God. One of the tragedies that happens to people in life is that they lose the concept of the uniqueness of their mission and that they are unique to so many people whose lives they touch every day. This often comes because of a sense of absence of self-worth, psychology that is not good, that gets in the way of fulfillment. And when things get tough, they don't want to get tough with those things. They back off and say, enough is enough. These are my limits. I'm not going to push on and put up with these people or this situation or this absence of cooperation or raw materials that I need. It's for want of knowing that if you have a mission and you are in your place, there will be opposition. It will be hard. God will give you as much resistance as you need in order to be creative. And without being creative, you can't fulfill your mission. And so you can't be limp. You can't be without strength. You can't be without will. And the amount of force that you have to apply to your mission to be totally creative to realize it is the amount of force of karma coming upon you, of initiation from God, just enough pressure so that there will be a melting of the elements and an alchemy in your being. And the fire of God can then burn on the altar of yourself. No mission is a mission unless it is hard, unless you sweat blood and tears, unless you put in long hours. No one has ever fired the magnificence of the paintings, the art, the architecture, science, invention, and the builders who have built the magnificent bridges and tunnels and amazing structures that we see in this society and from the ancient days of Atlantis. And think of the sweat that went into the building of the pyramids or of the Hebrews as they were under Pharaoh and under their taskmasters. What was God doing allowing people to be under such intensity of work? He was moving them to the place where they preferred him and his creative powers than all of these things. He was moving them to the place where they could transcend themselves and they could discover through a dedication and a mighty work that they could become more of who he was and who they were in one place. And we'll have more of this in a moment. Please stay with us.
invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Right now, all over the world, Warriors of Light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free, no login required. Simply go to tsl.org keepers and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical Ascended Master teachings. Lessons are printed or available online for any time, anywhere access, and anyone can join. Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a Keeper of the Flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And welcome back. You know, we are who we are today because of the decisions we've made. And when we understand the importance of beginning with the end in mind, then we know where our energy has to be focused, what decisions need to be made, and why. Here's more from Elizabeth Clare Prophet. Something has gone wrong in the earth. Socialism, communism. More and more handouts from the government, more and more demanding. Do something for us, do something for us, do something for us. The value of this pain, this heartbreak, this pressing on, this pushing through, this knowing that if you don't surrender to your highest self and highest purpose, you will fail. That has to be inculcated into our children, into ourselves. You cannot sit back and look at people who are a success and think that you are excluded from the circle. You just have excluded yourself, that's all. Because our books and our classrooms haven't taught us what it really takes to reach this pinnacle of being lifetime after lifetime. This is what this particular habit is all about. Begin with the end in mind. Know what that end and goal is 
and then give all of your life and your heart to it. Give everything you have to it so that when you get there and you will in time and space, you can look all the way back and say, I am who I am today because of the decisions I made. And you will remember those decisions as the turning points in your life and you will know when and where in the day and the hour when you defy the oppression of your own unconscious, your own carnal mind, your own dweller on the threshold, and you said, not so. I in God and God in me is greater than all of this. I will not take no for an answer and I will push through. I will push through. Frankl said, ultimately man should not ask what the meaning of his life is, but rather he must recognize that it is he who is asked. The world is asking you. Your soul is asking you. You are on the line to declare the meaning of your life. And you must pray and work till you find it. How do you find it? You always take the nearest human footstep in the best and rightest direction you know, in the most constructive serving and giving of yourself and then pray to God to keep leading you in the way that you should go until it becomes absolutely clear. The worst thing you could ever do is idle and sit there month after month and year after year and say, well, I've never quite figured out what my divine plan is. What should I be doing with my life? The answer is you should be doing something, something constructive, and doing it well because you, you will be led to the next something that you should be doing. It is a question of following the inner path of your own footsteps and remembering that you do not have 100% freedom to choose everything in your life because you have made prior choices and those prior choices have caused you to create negative karma which limits you and demands that you are at a certain place at a certain time to balance that karma. But you have also made choices for positive good. That's the wind in your sails, and when you feel that strong wind, you take it, because your momentum is coming through from your causal body. And then the winds die down, and there you find yourself, perhaps in the shallows. And at that point, you have to prime the pump. You have to say, here I am, what do I do? in these shallows. So you do something. Something that you know is constructive will bless life. Something that you do cheerfully, joyously, lovingly, and that you know because you know the law and the science of karma is the process of balancing karma. And you invoke the violet flame along with it, and by and by you find that that karma is past. It's the steady, daily, plodding service that has its bright and creative moments, its hard work, its joys, its disappointments, its trials, its errors, its mistakes, learning from them, doing it again, and having succeeding victories because you've learned from so many past actions. You need to be on the move. You cannot stagnate. You have to be doing something. So you do the nearest thing you can see that is right for you to do, proceeding with caution in business and good sense and discernment 
and being careful not to jump at schemes without totally investigating the schemes and the people who are coming to you with those schemes. Every step you take is either karma balancing or karma making. So you be careful with the steps you take. Frankl says, in a word, each man is questioned by life, and he can only answer to life by answering for his own life. To life he can only respond by being responsible. Capable of responding and responding. Covey gives a practical example of how to apply the second habit, begin with the end in mind. He writes, In developing our own self-awareness, many of us discover ineffective scripts, deeply embedded habits that are totally unworthy of us, totally incongruent with the things we really value in life. Habit two says, We don't have to live with those scripts. We don't have to live with those scripts coming out of the subconscious, coming out of past records that are not at all like we are today. We are response-able to use our imagination and creativity to write new ones that are more effective, more congruent with our deepest values and with the correct principles that give our values meaning. Principles give values meaning. Because I am self-aware, because I have imagination and conscience, I can examine my deepest values. I can realize that the script I'm living is not in harmony with those values. And I can change. I can change. We have the alchemy of change within our hearts. It's the spark of immortal life. We have the alchemy of change in the gift of the violet flame, in our teacher, Saint Germain, who teaches us the alchemy of self-transcendence. We can transcend the former state and move on. We, because we are sons and daughters of God. I can live out my imagination instead of my memory. I can tie myself to my limitless potential instead of my limiting past. I can become my own first creator. To begin with the end in mind means to approach my role as a parent, as well as my other roles in life, with my values and directions clear. It also means to begin each day with those values firmly in mind. Then as the challenges come, I can make my decisions, I can make them quickly because my values are in place. I know what I base my decisions on and I have experience at making good decisions based on principles, values, character and having probed the levels of my being and my psychology. I can act with integrity. I don't have to react to the emotion, the circumstance. I can be truly proactive, value-driven, because my values are clear. I know who I am. 
I know what my values are, and I am moving on. When our values are good and clear, our focus is clear, and the outcome of our efforts always bears good fruit. We know who we are, where we're going, and why. Stay with us. We'll be back in a moment. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. The 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And we are back. Thank you very much for staying with us. Today on The Open Door, we're talking about the seven habits of highly effective people as seen through the lens of the Ascended Master's teachings. And the second habit is begin with the end in mind, which we've been talking a lot about today. Now, I'm going to throw it out to you guys, but I, there's a couple of points that have just really kind of blazed through my consciousness. And <laughs> one of them was um, early on, she said, imagination and conscience are the handmaids of conscious creation. I love that one. The other was um, we detect rather than invent. And the other was um, it's better to live in imagination than in memory. Yeah. So you guys want to take any one of those and wow. run with it? <laughs> well, I, I just I just wrote that one down because that that's a really powerful statement. You can live your imagination, not your memory. And so, like you said, Tom, on the break, one is looking back and one is looking forward. Right. Why not look forward? Why not look forward? And, and yeah. people, you know, whether it's a negative or a positive thing, they tend to look back, especially as they get older in their lives, and they want to relive whatever they, yeah. or, you know, what, even if it's negative, they revolve it so much in their mind, they are reliving it. They're giving it more power in their worlds. And so looking forward, no matter how old you are, no matter what has happened in the past, I mean, that's exciting, isn't it? It's totally exciting. <laughs> I, I have to share with you that a couple of weeks ago, I went back from my 50th high school reunion. And I remembered some fantasies I'd had about going back in time to that point when I was a senior, when I got shut down or something happened, to right that wrong, you know, uh-huh. to re- relive it with what I know now. And I realized when I was there with these guys, I don't want to go back. <laughs> no, <laughs> you don't I, want to be that person it used to be. No, I'm fine. I'm fine having made some progress. Yeah, yeah. I, I know it. <laughs> you know, I got a story if I can share it with you. And Mrs. Prophet said, you know, you have to acknowledge in you that you have the power to change. Mm-hmm. And you know, people live in the past that maybe because of their accomplishments and. Some people live in the other previous lives. They think they know who they are, and they kind of bask in the glory of who they were 10,000 years ago or 3,000 years ago. But 
we have to be able to change and move forward. And this is a story I know because I know the individuals involved. And this, this fellow is the son of a friend of mine. And he, growing up, he was, it was clear this guy was a warrior. I mean, whatever his dharma was, he was a warrior. The way he lived, the strength, his abilities, everything. Didn't like college, quit that and joined the Marines and immediately was recognized as someone different. And before long, he was in special forces in the Marines. Mm. You know what that means. Yeah, and yeah. Um, anyway, and he served a long time in Iraq during the various wars we were involved in over there. And then even after the wars, he served over there in, in other ways. Let me put it that way. But he was a very intense warrior. And he developed a reputation, even with the Marines, of this fellow. And, you know, we know that was his dharma. Okay. And we know uh, the story of Krishna uh, in the Bhagavad Gita. He taught uh, Arjuna about who was a warrior, about his duty uh, as a warrior. And so there are people that come with that in, into embodiment. And so this individual, without question, fulfilled that of his dharma. So that was his identity. So he decides to quit, come back to the States, got married, has a family, and he decides to become, guess what? A priest. A nurse. A nurse. <laughs> oh and gosh. his father said to him, you know, you're going to be changing people's bedclothes, you know, type <laughs> of thing. And he, he, he saw that this was his next step in his life, wow. you know, and the ability to change like that. In other words, his, you would think his, his persona as a warrior would be so ingrained that he could never change that. But he was willing to change it and serve life in a different way. And I love that story because it's, it, it constitutes flexibility, the willingness to change. Because you're going to be required to change on this path. You can't hold on to who you used to be. And like you said, you don't want to go back and be the person you were 50 years ago. <laughs> and none of us want to. So as we go forward on this path, you know, keep your eyes open and your ears attuned to what God wants you to do. Because you're going to be asked to let go of some things that are holding you back on your path but you don't know what God's going to give you and the new opportunity. It's very exciting. It's very exciting. And, you know, one of the aspects of the ascension, the process is to not only understand your divine blueprint, but to achieve it, to complete it. Absolutely. Yes. And, and, you know, I shared with the first dictation I had was from Mother Mary. She said, we wouldn't win your victory for you if we could, because we will not deny you the joy of your victory. And <laughs> it's blood, sweat, and tears. As Mrs. Prophet said, it doesn't happen by watching TV. It happens by engaging yourself and be willing to do what you need to do. But aren't we looking for a purpose in life? Don't we want more than just passive entertainment oh, and satisfaction of our four lower bodies through food or drink or whatever? It's a dead end. Yeah, it's a dead end. We've been there. <laughs> we've been doing it for millennia. Yeah. You know, this is the time to open up, the, you know, the possibilities of your life, imagination and not memory. Be willing to walk this path. Yes, it takes courage, but the rewards... Are what? Out of this out of, world. Of this <laughs> no, they world. are. I mean, we say that, and it's kind of but a cliche, but do you want to be stuck on this planet? Look around you. Do you want to be here next time, or do you want to be in heaven rejoicing with God and fulfilling your purposes with unlimited life and power and energy to do whatever you want to do in God? You, you know, what occurs to me is that I remember hearing one time that uh, uh, a man or a woman, obviously, has uh, room for about three careers in a lifetime. You know, within 15 years, you can set your goal on something and you can accomplish it and then you can move on. And so this is a, a, your story is a perfect example of somebody who is tuned in to the end of one career and the beginning of another. And on top of that, I'm going to give a shout out for our, our brand new book, The Violet Flame, oh, yes. which is absolutely wonderful. My, my wife is at home reading it now, just devouring it. Yeah. And so that, uh, the, the science of The Violet Flame, once, once you become knowledgeable about that, will help you 
get out of the uh, the special forces, so to speak, and move on to the nursing. Uh, it'll help you uh, yeah. transmute those things. It clears things. your vision for one thing, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Yeah. Well, you know, there's there's another aspect to this too. If you think about the equation of you know going back or going forward, yeah, we carry so much weight and burden with us if we continue to reinvigorate those memories. But if we let those go through our imagination and see ourselves differently and able to change with the power to change, then the whole world opens up. That's right. You know, you know and one of the prayers I do every day because I know I need it and we all need it is God help me to surrender more. What are you surrendering? You're surrendering your human consciousness mm-hmm. and accepting your divine consciousness and forgiving. You know, what pockets of non-forgiveness do we have in our psyche, not only from this life, but from other lives? We got to let go of those. You know, God will take care of it. Indeed. And this is part of the liberation and the freedom that comes from the path of your ascension. Yes, you will be challenged. Yes, you'll come face to face with those things which you must overcome. But there's a purpose in your life, isn't it? Isn't it? How many people, you know, ask themselves, I've got no purpose. I've got no way to go. What's the purpose? You know, why should I even live? No. You have a purpose. You have a goal. Go for it. And it's a joyful path. And thank you for mentioning the book, by the way, Terry. Mm-hmm. Um, the Violet Flame, The Alchemy of Personal Change, is available in our bookstore. If you go to tsl.org slash bookstore, you will find it there. Now, it's going to be available to the general public soon. But right now, if you really want that copy, and I highly recommend it, you can go to the bookstore. Because you here. aren't going to make it on this path without the violet flame. It's because there's too much karma. And I, you know, because otherwise people say, oh, this is sort of the Hindu perspective. I've been around a million years. I have so much karma, it's going to take me a million years to balance it or whatever. So why, why bother? So why bother? Yeah. Forget it. You can balance <laughs> it or balance it in a huge amount of it. And remember, you only have to balance 51% of your karma to make your ascension. So times. Fleeing, fleeting. <laughs> time, yeah. time is of the essence. Yeah, time yeah. is of the essence. Well, the book must be a, a, a really good compilation of, of all the various teachings that have been given on the violet flame. I, I haven't, like I say, my wife's reading it now, but I haven't burrowed into it yet. What what do oh, you know about it? It's, that you it's everything. Give? It's the violet flame to ease the burdens of life. It's mm-hmm. the violet flame to illumine. It's to clear your conscience and your consciousness. It's to transmute negative karma. There's so many aspects to the violet flame that are quintessential to this path and to the the fact that this tool is available to us is amazing in I, itself. I know you have the Violet right. Flame Challenge, which is uh, 15 minutes a day, I think Vita, it is. VitaFlame.com. I was going to get to that. Thank you. And you know what? Give the Violet Flame for a period of time, and you will feel differently. Suddenly they say, you know what? I feel differently. I don't feel the weight exactly. that I used to feel. Right. And well, you live you. your life differently. Well, thanks for bringing that up, because I was going to go there, too, that VitaFlame.com. If you go there, you'll find not only the Violet Flame Challenge, which is a 30-day challenge, there's also a vigil, worldwide vigil you can sign up for where you can pray with other people doing the Violet Flame all around the world, focus on issues that are important to you, your family, your community, the planet. So VitaFlame.com, go to the bookstore at either summitlighthouse.org or tsl.org. I think it's slash bookstore. We'll get you there. If not, look for the bookstore button and you'll find us and look for Violet Flame Alchemy for personal change. Talk about a program that just shot right on by. Oh, my gosh. This was wonderful talking about all <laughs> Here these we are things. Again, I know. I know. Well, I mean, you know, it, by the grace of God, we have this, this honor to work and be with you, all of you who are listening now and on the archive shows. This is a, it's a ministry of sorts. It's certainly a pleasure to do this. But also we get a chance to examine and re-examine why we're here. Mm-hmm. And I, can I say this one thing, Tom? Sure. You wouldn't be hearing this show if you weren't ready for this path. Absolutely. 
That is a fact. That's yeah. a fact. Yeah. Well, you know, we got to go. But uh, before we do, Terry, how can they get in touch with us? Well, we will repeat. <laughs> we, they can contact us at webradio at tsl.org, yep. webradio at tsl.org. Write to us. Please do. And as we like to say, though the upward path may sometimes be difficult, the rewards are, are out, out of, of this, this world. world. Thanks, everyone. God bless you. We'll see you for part three of How to Become an Ascended Master next week. Thank you again for joining us this week. Remember, tell your friends and family that they can listen to us live each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and Noon Mountain on Voice America's 7th Wave Channel. For more information about The Open Door and The Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website, www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week.